Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and more importantly, welcome back, Giants fans, to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, the podcast that is home to all things Giants baseball. Folks, before we dive into today's show, I would like to take a moment to let you know that you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, then don't be afraid to subscribe. And if you really like the show, then make sure to leave a review, but most importantly, make sure to spread the word. With that being said, let's dive right in. Everybody, what is going on? You are now listening to episode 29 of the Say Hey Podcast. Thank you for stopping by. I'm your host today, James Donahue, as I am for every show. So hopefully that is not a deal breaker for you. And folks, we have got a great show for you today. In addition to introducing and breaking down some of the players that the Giants have recently gone out and signed over the past two weeks, I'm also going to be mentioning some free agents at the end of the episode that I feel like fit the scheme of what the Giants and the front office are trying to do based off the offseason moves that have already been made. So be sure to stick around for the entire episode just so you are up to date as much as possible. All right, let's go ahead and get right into it. On Monday, yesterday, the Giants went out and signed a right-handed relief pitcher by the name of John Brebbia. I've never heard of him before, but I'm glad I know him now. Over the past three seasons, Brebria, excuse me, Brebia has spent his time in the majors in a Cardinals uniform, where he has also produced very, very decent numbers. During the years of 2017, 2018, and 2019, Brebia pitched a total of 175 innings of relief and produced an ERA of 3.14. And Brebia managed to strike out 10.78 batters per nine innings during the 72.2 innings he pitched during the 2019 season. The only thing to be wary about here is that Brebbia, gosh, I'm going to have to get used to that name, Brebbia did not pitch during the 2020 season due to Tommy John surgery, and he won't be available until a couple of months into the 2021 season. But despite the obvious worries due to injury, I think this is a great signing for the Giants because Brebbia's contract is only worth $800,000 for the 2021 season. Brebbia's upside is huge, especially when you compare it to what the Giants are paying for him. As of right now, the Giants have only spent around $2 million on relief pitcher arms, which might be the way the Giants approach the rest of this offseason instead of going out and acquiring one of the big names in the reliever market. But at the same time, who knows at this point? The Giants still have plenty of money to throw around, and we all know that late-inning performances from Giants relievers were not the most positive in 2020. So it would definitely be a great investment, but it also seems like the Giants are finding cheaper pieces that can easily be just as effective. But Brebbia isn't the only player the Giants have gone out and acquired since we last talked. That's right, last week the Giants signed right-handed starting pitcher Anthony Desclafani to a one-year deal worth $6 million. So what do we know about him? Well, Desclafani has been in the league for six years, and the last five of those six have been spent in a Reds uniform. The way he performed in 2020 is kind of tough to judge simply because he was dealing with injuries all year. Yes, 
The 7.22 ERA in 2020 is scary to look at. But once you look closer at a season like 2019, where he was completely healthy and played throughout the entire year, you can see that he's fully capable of producing solid numbers as his 3.89 ERA in 2019 would suggest. In addition to supplying a great ERA in 2019, Desclafani also struck out 167 batters in 166 innings pitched. Or you can also say that he was striking out 9 batters per 9 innings, which also happened to be more batters struck out per 9 innings than Jose Barrio of the Twins, Madison Bumgarner of the Giants, and Zach Greinke with the Astros in 2019. But the reason why Desclafani excites me the most is because of his pitching repertoire. As a starting pitcher, Desclafani showcases five pitches to opposing hitters. His slider, which in 2020 he threw 31% of the time and opposing hitters could only produce a 190 batting average against. A four-seam fastball that averages 95 miles per hour. He also has a sinker that averages 95 miles per hour and cuts into righties and away from lefties. And he also has a curveball and a changeup. The man is loaded with weapons, and I believe he just landed in the perfect spot to take his game to the next level. Now, I completely understand if you're saying to yourself, James, you can't be serious. The Giants just gave $6 million to a man that produced an ERA of 7.22. But something we have to remind ourselves that in 2019, the Giants gave Kevin Gosman a one-year deal worth $9 million, and that was after he produced an ERA of 5.72. And the biggest reason why we should probably be excited for the signing is because Desclafani wanted to be a giant this offseason. He's excited for the opportunity to wear the orange and black, and it sounds like he's a believer in what the Giants are trying to do with their players. Farhan Zaidi even said, quote, As much as anything, he was really enthusiastic about the opportunity become, to become a giant. Zaidi also goes on to say, We certainly are looking for players in free agency who are really eager to join what we're trying to build here. So it wound up being a great fit. This is absolutely a testament to the Giants who are trying to show players all across the league that not only do they have the right coaches and tools to help players succeed, but it's also a testament to the front office trying to show the league no matter what type of player you are, you can find success in Oracle Park, which I believe is one of their goals. Along with rebuilding a team with new and young talent, the Giants, at the same time, are trying to show players that they can succeed in a Giants uniform, especially if you're a player that's looking to take their game to the next step. Now, this move, is this the end-all, be-all of the Giants offseason, both of these moves? No, not at all. I really don't think so, and here's why. Anthony Desclafani is a right-handed pitcher, which still means the Giants need a left-handed starter in their rotation. But not only that... It sounds like the Giants are also looking to add depth in the rotation because besides Gosman, Desclafani, and Cueto, there might be some question marks looming above the heads of Logan Webb and Tyler Beatty, who he was shut down before the 2020 season started due to Tommy John surgery. And I believe he's projected to make his return around May. So other than those arms, I personally believe it would be wise for the Giants to go out and add depth with players who are durable and players who are also dependable. I personally have no idea who the Giants are eyeing, but all I can say is that they are not yet satisfied and there is still plenty of moves to be made in this offseason. Last week, Farhan Zaidi told reporters, quote, I think we're going to continue to look for starting pitching. And then he goes on to say, it could come in the form of maybe a versatile swingman who can go back and forth, but I actually think that we have room to add another guy, a guy that we can rely on every fifth day. 
And just knowing that you need seven, eight, nine, ten pitchers to get through a full season and coming off a shortened season where guys didn't log a lot of innings, that may be even more important. So, also, on top of adding to their pitching depth, I feel like the Giants are also still looking to add another lefty bat this offseason. So it's definitely safe to say that the offseason is far from being over. And the last thing I will say is that San Francisco is becoming quite the familiar place for a certain top free agent. That's right, Matt Whistler, who the Giants just signed three weeks ago, played for the Reds in 2018. Anthony Desclafani just came from the Reds. And I'm not sure if a lot of you know, but Kevin Gosman also played for the Reds in 2019. And lastly, Johnny Cueto pitched for the Reds for a good portion of his career. So what does that mean? That's right, I'm officially recruiting Kirk Casale, catcher for the Reds. No, just kidding. But it does make for a great argument for Trevor Bauer to come to San Francisco, doesn't it? All right, moving on. Now, there are still free agents available that fit the criteria of what the Giants are looking for. But first, what is that criteria? Well, based off the previous signings of Kevin Gosman, Drew Smiley, Drew Pomeranz, and now Anthony Descofani, we can see that the Giants are very much interested in signing players who have bounced back potential. But also, the Giants are proving that they can be a destination for a player who's looking to put his name back on the map. Basically... The Giants are looking for players who have underperformed recently due to injury or the situation they're in with another team or what have you and are looking to maximize that player's skill. Kevin Gosman's ERA was 5.72 the year prior to signing with the Giants. Drew Smiley's ERA was 6.24 the year prior to signing his contract with the Giants. And lastly, Drew Pomeranz's ERA was 6.08 the year prior he signed his contract. The one thing that is certain is that the Giants know how to tell players what's not working for them and instead know how to tell a player what will work for him. In previous episodes, I've mentioned some big names like Jake Odorizzi, James Paxton, and Garrett Richards as really nice free agent options for the Giants to go out and get. But unfortunately, the more I think about it and the more I see the moves that the Giants are making, I feel like those names might be a little too loud for what the Giants are trying to do. And instead, I went ahead and tried to dive deeper into players that either had an off year in 2020 or just didn't play in 2020 or or didn't quite meet their expectations, but also their team's expectations the way that they hoped. Because it looks like, based off what I've seen this offseason and also last year's offseason, that those are the type of players that the Giants are targeting. So the first player that came to mind when thinking about the criteria that the Giants have set over the past two offseasons is Alex Wood. Wood is a left-handed pitcher who can be used as a reliever or a starter, depending on what is asked of him. In 2017, Wood pitched 152 innings as a starter for the Dodgers and produced a 2.72 ERA while finishing the season with a 16-3 record. During his last three outings of the postseason last year, which came in Game 3 of the NLCS and Game 2 and 6 of the World Series, he was still on the Dodgers last year, Wood pitched five scoreless innings and struck out seven batters while only giving up three hits and one walk. I would love to see him in a Giants uniform in 2021 because he's a lefty, but he also has a great curveball that batters swung and missed at 42% of the time when he threw that pitch in 2020. As a starter, he hasn't quite found the same success as he had in 2017, but like any other pitcher, I believe he can fit right into any situation the Giants need him in. Another name that comes to mind is right-handed pitcher Brad Peacock. 
Peacock has been in the Astros organization over the past eight years, and like Wood, Peacock also had an amazing 2017. In 132 innings pitched as a starter in 2017, Peacock produced an ERA of 3, and he struck out 10 batters per 9 innings while also collecting a 13-2 record. But since then, Peacock has been dealing with injuries and hasn't been able to get back into 2017 form. But the reason why Peacock excites me is because his pitches are devastating when he's healthy. Opposing hitters can only produce a 204 batting average against his slider, a 186 batting average against his four-seam fastball, and a 227 batting average against his sinker. All his pitches have insane spin rates, and he can truly be a thread who can also be used as a reliever as well, depending on where you need him. Now, the last name I will bring up today is a name that I've already brought up before, and that's Tyler Chatwood. But the reason why I bring him up again is because I truly believe he is one of the best buy-low candidates in this free agent market. The reason why I like Chatwood a lot is because he made a change to his repertoire in 2020. He finally started throwing his best pitch more often, which is his cutter, and the results were impressive. Before he got injured during the 2020 season, he made two amazing starts that need to be recognized. During his first start of the season, which came against the Brewers, Chatwood struck out eight batters and only gave up one earned run in six innings pitched. His next start came against the Pirates and he struck out 11 batters, gave up zero earned runs, and pitched 6.2 innings. I feel like because of the minor injuries that he sustained during the 2020 season, that makes him a prime candidate for the Giants to go out and try to acquire him for the cheaper price. In my opinion, Chadwood, when he's healthy, seems like he can be a player that can pitch into the sixth inning consistently every five days. All right, everybody, that is going to be all for today's show, episode 29 of the Say Hey Podcast. Folks, if you're still listening to the show right now, I just want to say thank you so much for your continued support. And if it's your first time here to the show, I just want to remind you that at this point during the offseason and offseason alone, new episodes of the Say Hey Podcast post once a week every Tuesday. And then, of course, once the season starts again, then I will be posting more frequently. But for now, during this offseason, it is going to be once a week on Tuesdays. Happy holidays, everyone. Continue to stay smart out there and continue to stay safe. But most importantly, go Giants.